0: What would our world be without leaders, innovators, and kingdom builders? Welcome to Under the Crown, where you get inside the twisted minds of our host, Trey Carmichael and the kings and queens in his circle. Covering leadership, marketing, sales, recruiting, management, and so much more. Under the Crown is here to help you build your kingdom. Are you prepared for the siege? What's going on, guys? It's your man here, Trey Carmichael, coming at you with another episode of Under the Crown. Today I've got my man, Irving Ratiz. How you doing today, man? I'm blessed, bro. How are
1: you?
0: I'm doing good, brother. So in your own words, what is it that you do and why do you do it?
1: So I'm based out of Austin, Texas. I have a electrical contracting business here. Um, So that's my full time gig. I also have a construction based podcast called Construction Royalty. And now we're creating events around that and bringing the construction community together that we can create legit networks with each other, you know, help each other win. And uh, yeah, so that's electrical is my main gig. The podcasting, construction, events is my second gig, and then my my third. I'm in the process of creating a long term fitness and and mind fit uh, coaching business.
0: Beautiful man, the diversification you're you're starting to have going on. There's a pretty beautiful thing. What did uh What did your story look like to be able to start doing all these badass things, man?
1: Yeah, well, I was actually born into the electrical industry, right? My dad's an electrician back home, uh, back in, in South Texas. So, um, growing up working with him since I was 10 years old, you know, I was already born into that, that world, right? Like I didn't have a choice, um, uh, to do other things, uh, at least not in the beginning, right? Like that was like the, the work ethic part is like, you know, during your summer vacations and stuff like that, you know, you had to go work with, with your parents if, if, you know, they were self-employed and stuff. So. In the beginning I didn't have a choice i had to go I had to go work, so just being in that world all the way till I graduated high school, you know um I wasn't sure if I was going to keep that path going, you know keep that like business going, the family business going, and I that would in many different things, and then eventually I fell back into it um just because it was what I already knew how to do right I didn't want to start all over doing something different, you know I needed to make some money whenever I moved to Houston so Started the business there, and then just kind of kept going throughout the years because I mean it was just the thing that I knew how to do, right? And then through the through these like past five years since I started it, um, getting more and more into the personal growth and personal development world, you know, I started to get ideas of like, oh, I can do this now, and I can do this now, and you know, I started to cultivate my purpose throughout these last five years of being in the in the electrical
0: field. That's beautiful man. So what did that succession process actually look like when you were taking over that business?
1: So like I didn't actually take over his, I started my okay. own branch. Okay. So does his thing, yeah. He still does his thing in South Texas. Like that's his client. I mean, you know, we still help each other out, but like that's his that's his stuff. Whenever I moved to Houston I started my own uh branch over there. So that was like everything I got there was, was my stuff. But, you know, obviously he has the experience if I needed help even to this day. If I need help with something that I don't know, he knows more than me. You know, I call him up like, Hey, you know, I have this issue. You know, can you help me figure it out? Or I have these blueprints. I need to, you know, quote on commercial that I haven't done before. He knows how to do that. You know, he helps me out, stuff like that. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like taking over his business. Um, eventually I have a goal of like buying him out and then yeah. you know scaling scaling where he's at but yeah it was it was more of just like you know starting my own branch in houston where i live. it was just five
0: and a half hours from where he's at beautiful man i bet you uh i bet you do a lot to keep pops with the times too yeah <laughs> keep him from uh turning into a dinosaur like we see too many of the uh, service providers do especially in the construction industry i'm uh yeah. I saw a statistic recently that someone was posting about that apparently 40% of businesses still don't even have websites. And I think that's insane with the ability just to build landing pages and stuff that we have now. Yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. And, and like as technology,
1: as more and more techna- technology is like, you know, increasing, increasing, it's coming pretty fast, right? Um, more of these. Like you're saying, like all these dinosaurs, right? Like these blue collar mm-hmm. workers, like they're all just retiring. But just, they're just like they're not even being told or anything. They're just dying with with you know the guys retiring. It's pretty crazy.
0: So how old were you when you actually started your branch? Uh, twenty three. You were twenty three. Uh, what was that like when it came down to building your team and all of that? Because I imagine a lot of the people that you were finding, at least the very skilled ones, were going to be people that were much older than you most of the time.
1: Yeah, uh, um, I mean, definitely most of the ones out there were are the the older ones or the skilled ones, right? And mm-hmm. they're also the ones that are they don't even have licenses. But funny enough, like my my whole Thing to approach that was like I already knew that these journeymen which is like halfway point to like being a master right all these journeymen have their set ways of working so even if you're the master you know whatever age you are if you tell them how you want something how you want it done they already have their own set ways to do it and it's pretty difficult to get them to do things your way like if they've been cutting corners for the commercial company that they've been working for for the last four years more than likely they're going to continue cutting corners like you know with with you even if if you tell them not to do it because that's just just the way they're ingrained so it's pretty hard to change their you know their perspective and the way that they've been working for so long so i was more into going towards people who weren't as skilled mm-hmm. but were but were hungry right so a lot of them were around my age that okay. that ended up that ended up working for me so i lived in houston for two and a half years so throughout the two and a half years that i was in houston building up the business most of the people that worked with me were around my age and and they were you know they were skilled they were hungry you know they knew their stuff but obviously they weren't as skilled as the older people but I was like, you know, that's fine. I'll, I'll help them out. I'll try to, try to build them up, build up the skill set, you know, but I know that I can like, forge them one direction, like the way that I want them to of doing things the right way, versus cutting corners.
0: Yeah. So you look for people first and skill second. And I know yeah. that, uh, you've taken a lot of steps to be able to provide a very high quality training to them. Uh, what does that process look like for you?
1: Yeah, so so you know, back, you know, when I lived in Houston, so I've been like in Houston two and a half for the first two and a half years and then Austin the second the second two and a half years, which would the five years, right? And before we didn't have a training process. It was just like on on site training, right? Like working hands on, like this is how you do it, this is how you do it, whatever. Now, a couple of months ago we actually got a, a curriculum sent to us I bought a curriculum now, so we we are like i guess you can say that our company is a certified trade school for electricians, right, so we're using this this curriculum now by a very well known guy in the electrical field, so now we have class twice a week here at our office where we just sit down and we go through like the you know the ocean book or just the the national electrical code. It's like just the curriculum, basically that that they give us. They give me like a te- a teacher curriculum, and like this is lessons that you have to do every day. So I just follow that. So that's that's like the training that we actually started doing now a couple months ago.
0: That's huge, and I know that outside of that, another thing that you were really passionate about and and big on is the health within your workplace. Uh, what, is, what does that look like for you and how has that actually benefited the performance of your business?
1: Yeah, so since I started taking care of myself, I mean obviously you gotta lead by example, right? Mm-hmm. So since I when I started taking care of myself a couple of years ago, I think I've been like three years now, like working out consistently and whatnot. Um, like that just dramatically improved like the way that I view the world, the way that I view the business world the way that I view clients, like team members, everything, right? Like I'm just more, more aware of everything around me, you know? So that's one thing for sure. Like I can tell when somebody's working hard, when they're not working hard, like the one, the one thing, you know, somebody can go to prison or somebody could be homeless. They could take everything away from you. But the one thing that you have is yourself, right? Unless you're dead, you know, the one thing that you will always have no matter what situation you're in in the world is yourself your body, your mindset. So it's like, you can physically tell when somebody's like taking care of themselves. So now I'm starting to get to a point where like, I tell my guys like, Hey, if you're not like leading yourself, like you can't be leading other people. Right. Because like, how are people going to listen to you when like, at least like, this is how I see it. Like, how am I going to listen to somebody that's trying to give me advice when I look at their body and like, they, like, obviously, they're not even leading themselves, right? Yeah. So it's like, to me, it's like, why, why would I listen to you? Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm getting to a point now where it's, where it's like that, where like, I, like, I told my, my guys, like, uh, was it was last week. I told them that, like, if, if you want to get to a point where you're leading other people, you have to lead yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that means like the physical part, because that's the one thing that you're always going to have. And I tend to lead, more towards, like, people who are hungry to improve their, their lifestyle, not just in the career aspect, but yeah. also, like, in the health, in relationships with their families, you know, and, and their purpose.
0: So, how did you actually start leading yourself when you're already in an industry where, you know, you're at the end of the day, you're going to be tired, you're spending time in the heat, you're going to be mentally drained. How did you actually start making that time and getting yourself to that place? Yeah, um
1: well, I was always skinny. You know, I never liked to work out. Um I mean, I'm still skinny, but I was skinnier. I was around 150, 155 pounds in high school, so I was always like that. I never worked out and never did anything. And then in Houston, I mean, I just, I don't know what, what really like got me into like wanting to like work out. I guess I just had a lot of time in my hands because I didn't have that much work, you know, I was barely starting off. So that was one thing. Um, but just, I was always into like the personal development, you know, it was, I was always just like dabbling between like buying different courses and listening to different people, nothing really, you know, caught on. And, they were all legit people, but you know, I like nothing really caught on. Like I listened to Ty Lopez, I listened to Dan Fleischman, and none of them caught on until I listened to Andy Frisella, right? And his podcast, uh, the old podcast that he had, the MFCO project. So when I listened to that one, like that one really, I was like, okay, like I can, I can fuck with this guy, right? Like he, he's real, he's legit. Like I, I kind of like I'm attracted to the way that he talks through the voice, right? And just listening through the entire MFCO project from the start to the end, that was kind of that what got me into that personal development journey of like I need to get better, I need to get better, I need to get better, and that that kind of smoked me out of just me cruising through life, you know. And and I think through that phase or through that time that I was listening to the podcast too, like I was starting to go to the gyms in the morning, so I started to work out a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then I just started to do 75 hard. And, you know, so I think it's just, I don't know what got me in the beginning. I think it's just like the lack of being busy that I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to go work out like just on the street from where I lived, you know, but as I started listening to this guy more, I just started to get more like deep into that, into that uh, world, you know, so it just became addicting. And then now, but at first it was like for the looks, right? Like for the looks, yeah. like I want to look better. And it was just that I wanted to look better. Like I'm too skinny. I want to look better. Like everybody dreams of having the big muscles and stuff, but they don't want to put in the work. Right. And I was like, dude, like I have to do this. And then now it's just more of like keeping my mindset in check.
0: Yeah.
1: Cause like I look at the, I look at myself in the mirror and like, I'm like, yeah, like I look good. I'm still not where I want to be, but like now it's just more of like a mindset thing, getting like the stress out, you know?
0: Yeah. And it definitely is a mental game, especially now that you have so many things going on. It, how do you, how do you stay consistent whenever you're doing all the traveling and everything else that you're doing these days?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, one, th- one thing that I just kind of try to schedule it out, time it out, you know, so if, if, if I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Dallas, like I'm going to, I'm going to lead to Dallas on Thursday. Like the last trip that I went to, uh, yeah, was Dallas, um, MDM, the beginning of June, right? So it's like, I had to leave. I was going to leave Thursday and I was like, okay, well, I'll just, my, my flexible, my, my schedule is pretty flexible here at work, right? So I could do whatever I want right now after this podcast, but I'm like, okay, like I'll, I'll leave at two. Let's just stay on Thursday. That way I can get there by five. You know, three hour drive. And then let's just say with the stops or whatever, I'll get to the gym the latest six. I'm at the gym from six to eight, you know, eight to nine. I go get something neat. So I just kind of time it like that. And that's just like my priority, my priority. Cause, and that's like even before I go check into the Airbnb or wherever I'm going to stay at, just cause I know if I get there, then I'm not going to want to go out, you know? Mm. So, so, so I try to do stuff like that, you know, and, and like, between, like, MDN is three days, so, like, during those three days, I looked at the itinerary, I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to this guy, this guy, not this guy, this guy, and so I have a gap between, like, you know, speakers two and three that I want to listen to, like a two-hour, three-hour gap, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit the gym during those, like, I'm just going to leave, hit the gym, come back, you know, so I just try to time stuff like that, and it's just, like, the priorities, right, like, sometimes yeah. I don't get all my things done on my power list. Cause I'm like traveling and driving around all the time, but it's like the gym is just like one of those like big priorities for me. But mm-hmm. so even when I'm traveling, like I time it like that where I'll stop halfway from here to Dallas in Waco and I'll fucking hit the gym there and then I'll, you know, head out to Dallas.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> so, very easy as an entrepreneur who has a lot of things going on to neglect the health aspects because oh it takes a little bit of time out of today I need that time for this today but the reality is is you just end up doing what I did where I didn't take care of myself for a long period of time and the next thing you know I ended up at the doctor back to back I'm canceling meetings because I'm at the doctor I'm you know sick as a dog and it literally just came down to I was stressed out and I wasn't taking care of myself so it uh the little bit of time that you give up today to take care of yourself is really going to carry you into is really going to carry you into tomorrow and take a lot of time hindrances from the future as well. Yeah. One of the big things for me too is the food cuz I love to
1: eat. You know. So especially when I go to places, you know, different other cities, right? It's like, oh, you know, what local foods are here? Right? I want to eat I want to eat the local foods. So I'm there like searching or you see shit on, on Instagram and stuff. And like, God damn, like I I wish I could go eat right now, you know, and sometimes I do go eat, you know, especially or if I'm with my family, like that's one of the things, like whatever my mom cooks or whatever, like, you know, I'll eat. Mm -hmm. And it's also not like, like stuff in my face either, but like I, you know, I eat, I eat whatever they eat or, or whatever my mom cooks, you know,
0: yeah, I
1: sometimes make the mindful decision decisions of like, you know, I'm not going to eat this much of, of this portion and I'm going to eat more protein. Right. Yeah. So it's sounds the hardest thing for me is, is the food for sure, but I kind of, you know, figured out a way around it, especially when you're traveling.
0: I think the food is one of the hardest parts for a lot of people. Do you, do you do any prep cooking or any of those, uh, like cooked meals that you can order or anything like that to keep up with it?
1: Uh, I used to, but I mean, I don't, not anymore normally Mm -hmm. i just buy i just buy everything right now
0: okay
1: cool the most of the the like if there's hat so it's like chipotle has an online calculator macro calculator that if you create your own bow at the very end it tells you how many macros of each like protein carbs and fats it has and then you can and then you can like start messing with the you know with the choices right with the foods like okay i want half half rice instead of a of the full rice and then it'll adjust the macros so then you can see what the macros are and then, you know, add that to the, your tracker. And then like, so Keen has the same option online. Um, a lot of the chain restaurants have their, uh, like a PDF file that tells you like what each food, like all the macros of each food that they have, um, or I just buy like right now like I'm I'm cutting weight, so I'm treading down, so my protein's super high and carbs and fats are super low, so I'm just drinking a lot of protein shakes right now. Yeah. So I mean that's just like easy.
0: Man, that's kinda like a two tier hack actually. That's uh that's very useful to the busy person who needs to track their stuff and it's a very big example of knowing your audience because if you're a restaurant that wants to sell to a wide group of people, but yet you don't have the ability to track that kind of stuff and see your macros, then you're losing a percentage of your audience because they're going to go eat somewhere else where they can track yeah. it easier. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, this, let's talk a little bit about the podcast. How did that actually come to be and how has that served your business?
1: Yeah, so. Man, the, it's been a journey since I started that. That was like, I think it was around the same time that I started the, um, the electrical business, like 2019, maybe somewhere around there. So it's like been a while, like four years or so. And the name that's, that's right now, construction royalty, is actually the third name, it's like the third time, right? So it's, it wasn't like the first, like the first two times it was more entrepreneurial based. Mm-hmm. Like just in general, but I felt like that was running a, a different business entirely on its, on its own, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't connected to the electrical business. And I was like, god damn, dude, like, it feels like I'm running two different, like two different ways here. It's, it's kind of tough. So I, I ended up, I ended up rebranding it a third time to, um, construction royalty, Was like, like now it's aligned, right? Now it's like all mm-hmm. oh, construction based. So now I can start creating meetups around the construction industry. That way we can obviously get more work, you know, but how can we help other construction people, you know, elevate in life, right? And in the business. So that definitely made it a little bit easier to, to navigate. Um, and we've actually one of the luxury contractors that we're working with right now, he actually found me through, through the podcast. So, um, and that wasn't even like, I think I was like a couple months in rebranding it. Yeah. So it wasn't like, it wasn't even like, you know, years later. And you know, we've, we've done a couple small projects with him, but I'm like, damn, if this happened months within, you know, the rebranding to the construction, um, industry, like imagine years from now, imagine creating all these events that I want to do and, you know, like casual networking events and big speaking events, like it's going to be crazy. But I think, I think definitely like that, that would bring the, the the eyes of all the Christian pros to us.
0: That's awesome. And I think it's very important what you said as well about how you needed to kind of realign from what it was to be, to be in line with the business that you have. I think a lot of people tend to get caught up in what all of the gurus are telling them to do. And they, uh,
1: Maybe a lot of
0: us rush into it. I know that I did. The first show that I had was called Virtually Limitless, and it was a super just generic entrepreneur show. I didn't have uh really anything to it that made it me. And, you know, it's evolved into everything that I do. It has all of these Greek mythology backings, like everything's related to building empires and all of that, because that's what genuinely makes me happy And that, you know, it's also attached to everything that I do a little bit more directly because we build all those pieces that allow them to have a, that allow them to have that empire. Kind of like you build all the, kind of like how you do all the pieces on the back end of your construction company that allow you to be that construction royalty. So you know it, you can speak to them. So it's very important to just make sure that everything that you're doing aligns instead of just, you know, Taking what everybody's talking about and rushing into it, because I've been guilty of that myself and it not being quite the right thing. Yeah, man. Um, and then whenever,
1: like, if it wasn't a line, and I'd be like, "Oh man, you know, I'm not doing this podcast anymore." It's taking too much of my time. I, too much of my time. Imagine I, you know, I would have just gave it up. You know, I would. One, we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have had this uh, luxury contract to reach out to us. You know, and two, like all the connections that we made already with this it's it's like it's it's been crazy, but it's it's like we wouldn't have made these connections, right? And I wouldn't have had like all the ideas that I'm that I'm having right now of like helping construction people live a better life. You know, like I would have never found like that purpose
0: if it wasn't for the construction podcast. So you recently had your first networking event with the construction royalty brand. And from what I saw, it looked like you absolutely crushed it for the first one. So tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: we actually had a couple last year, like over a year ago, but it was here at our office. So it wasn't like, it wasn't much of like we, it was just here at our office, you know, where people would come come over here. I think like the most people that we had here was uh maybe six, seven, yeah. something like that. But it was just like, I mean, we're just here at the office, you know, we ordered some catering food and that's it. Um, but this one is like I actually decided to go out to a brewery, a local brewery here in Austin and rent or reserve some tables. Um also order some food, some catering and then having obviously me paying for it and then having a tab under the under our company um for every for drinks for everybody that's there. So we had nine people out, um out there, ten including me. And it was a good good solid turnout. Uh we actually had two guys that were visiting from Hong Kong. So for our first one we had two international guests. That's cool. Um, yeah that were here and they were here in Texas, traveling around Texas just trying to make connections with construction people. You know, they saw, they saw our event on Eventbrite. They bought some tickets and then, you know, they showed up. But, you know, you know, shit like that is like, it's, it's cool to, to make those connections that you wouldn't have made otherwise, right? Um, but we did have a lot of other people that, that we, that we already have done some work for and then others that we haven't, you know, but it was general contractors, the other subcontractors, a real estate agent the two guys from Hong Kong that were uh, they do like uh like blueprints architectural drawings, like the big scale stuff like that for huge like sky rises. Yeah, so it was I mean we had people from all over the all over the the industry, right? Scattered. Yeah. But it's cool to make these connections that people wouldn't have done with each other. And yeah. the and the thing that makes me like I guess the happiest are, is like knowing that there was a subcontractor there, subcontractor there that does granite like countertops, right? He has a business that creates the countertops, and he goes and sells them for um, contractors, general contractors. So there was one, that guy was there, and then we had three general contractors there. So just the fact that he can do business with any of those three, like that's you know that's what I like. You know, putting people together in a room that they could potentially do business together, like that. Mm-hmm. I like that.
0: Yeah, and when you diversify your network like that, you literally never know what kind of referrals or what kind of jobs are going to come your way. Yeah, for sure. Like you, so, the more you give, the more you get back. You know. Yeah. So, what are your plans for all of the networking stuff? Like, what's the what's the big vision there? Yeah. So, so my
1: my vision as of right now is to keep having these monthly casual. Uh, meetups, you know, at a, at a brewery or a restaurant, somewhere where there's like good enough space for a good amount of people. And then doing that probably every, I think we want to get that right now first, like every month, at least like these first couple of months. And then every other month we'll start doing that. And then every month in between, we'll do some kind of like educational where it's more of like a, a restaurant, like more calm setting where there's not, you know, many other people over there um that we can have like we can have some casual networking in the beginning and in the in the end, but in between, you know, sit everybody down at the table, bring out some food, some drinks, whatever, and then, you know, have one dude up I want to say on stage, but up in the front, maybe with a PowerPoint or something, just kind of telling knows what he does and what, you know, why we can benefit from what he does, right? Whether it be somebody that does Say somebody that that that's like a sales coach for for blue collar companies, yeah, right. Like for the trades, like somebody that's like a sales coach for the trades. Um, like somebody like that, you know, bring him on. He's in a, not necessarily in the field, but he works in construction, like he knows the up, right? So have him come up on stage and you know teach the audience something about what he does. So having like an educational one like that every other month would probably be solid. And then I do want to have like one or two year, like big conferences, mm-hmm. like one day conferences where we just have like speakers throughout the day, you know, nine to five or whatever. And then some networking in between or after, you know, with lunch and stuff. And, you know, every speaker is like teaching something different. Mm-hmm. So, but something like solid that people can take home and, and, you know, start implementing. And it's not one of one of these like motivational stuff. So, and then that's my, that's kind of like what my de- idea is right now with these events. Um And then if, if but, m- but my main like expertise that I'll be teaching on stage would be like how to keep yourself healthy and fit, right? During like work for working so many hours while working so many hours. And then if they want to do more with that, you know, i I obviously have tips and stuff that I can give them, but. If they want to do more, like, I'll have my my personal coaching. I think i am sign up for, I'll keep them accountable, give them all the fitness, nutrition, workouts, all all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, man, that's really the right way to do it because you're facilitating, like, you're providing the value, you're bringing people together, but you're also facilitating a certain level of fun that actually gets people to engage with each other. And that's what really builds relationships. I mean, if you just go to a big seminar or something like that, relationships are made but it, it, it's much harder to make those relationships than if you actually get somebody into a bar into a brewery or wherever it is because then you can actually sit down and have some fun and get to know those people
1: yeah for sure I mean like the big events are cool right like I, I had my fair share of, of going to the big events like it, it, it's fun I mean I would not I wouldn't suggest not going like I would just mm-hmm. going just to get like that experience of going to a big event, but definitely like the smaller ones worth it's worth that.
0: Definitely. So I see that QR code on your arm. Tell me what yeah. that is and and why you've got it printed on your shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this uh this sometimes it doesn't work. I guess it's like the I don't know the texture or something. So it's like you got to move the phone around, but it just uh it'll take you to the link tree of the electrical company so on the link tree you I mean you have like different like uh, client feedback forms like give us a review you know contact us apply to work with us stuff like that it's so just like a quick access and then from there you can also go to our website social media so it's like a quick
0: access right that's smart man cuz qr codes were one of the are one of those things that Most local businesses, they're like sometimes you see them like at checkout. They might have something to go leave them a review, but that's about as far as anybody really goes to goes with it. But having those QR codes available makes your information very readily available to your client. It's very quick. They're going to remember if somebody asks you for your card and you're like, no, scan my arm. They're gonna remember that that interaction, rather yeah. than you just handing them a business card that they're probably gonna accidentally throw in the trash when they get home, anyways. Accidentally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I look at all these junk. Uh,
1: do you do you do you know the dog card? Yeah, I have seen those. Yeah. So those I, things I have are cool one. Cool as to hell too. Yeah. So I have one, and that's I mean, whenever I go to these other networking events, like I always like I always put it up. I'm like, yeah, just scan this. And you'll have all my contact info. Same thing. I mean this one this one's my my personal thing, right? Like this one's just like business comes out, but the dog card is is obviously me, my phone number, my the link straight to my page, um, my email, fucking social media, all that stuff. That's the way to do
0: it, man. So one of the questions that I like to ask everybody that comes on when I'm wrapping this up, and we kind of touched some of these things for you, but how do you carry the weight of your crown and make sure nothing's slipping through the cracks, man?
1: Uh, I think just being aware that the crown is going to be heavy and stuff is going to, you know, slip slip on there or slip away. But I think the, the best way to, to do it is to, minimize the cracks that you have right and minimize the things that fall into there uh just make sure that nothing that tries to fall is, is anything huge yeah but just knowing that also knowing that the car's going to be heavy you know it's going to start a slide tip over you know be candid to drop because there's, there's people that are depending on you right yeah and i think that's that's i think that's one of my biggest drivers is like people that depend on me because like, I mean, I can easily just fucking like be asleep right now. You know what I mean? It's 1030. Um, like I don't have to wake up and go to work, but I got four employees that depend on me, right? I have the dog that I just got just falling asleep right here behind me. Like that's depending on me. You know, my family that's been betting, betting on me all my life. Um, one of my employees has a daughter. So like that daughter's depending on me too, to provide work for her dad. It's just, like, that responsibility of other people. Like, that's what, you know, keeps me from dropping crown, really.
0: Hmm. That's powerful, man. Uh yeah. What is the best way for people to see more of you and get involved?
1: Uh My Instagram. My Instagram. I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> and then I have my links on Instagram, too, to my link tree. And then on my link tree, obviously, there's there's everything on there. So if they just they just go to my my Instagram is just my name first name last name Irvin Rattees you know that's where they can message me if they
0: they just want to be friends I mean you know I'm all here to help people. That's it for this episode of Under the Crown. I hope you picked something up that makes your crown just a little bit lighter. If you did, I hope you'll take a second to leave us a review and let us know what it was. At Hephaestus Global, we are working hard to bring entrepreneurs and creators like yourself valuable resources and content that can help you get to the next level. If you feel that you have a story or expertise worth amplifying, make sure you head over to HephaestusGlobal.com to learn more about how you can amplify your message you can also learn more about how we can become your megaphone and board of advisors to amplify your message to the right audiences while crafting a positive narrative around you and your brand